Welcome to Strong Men, Strong Marriages. My name is Mike Frazier, MD, your BYU and UCLA-trained marriage coach. My mission is to help you get strong, get attractive, and get a strong, joyful, and intimate marriage, no matter how bad it is right now. You can do it, and I can help you. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode, How to Be More Manly. So this is what this whole podcast is really about. And um, so I've been looking at, as I've been, uh, you know, studying and, and looking at scriptures and examples of like how to be more of a man. And uh, I'm excited to share some of what I've learned so far. So I want to share a client win. I had a great uh, session with one of my guys this week where it's been something we've been working on for a while, but this week he really just caught the idea that he had value and was a valuable person and that he was worth loving and, and being there. And he just was able to see how much he'd been chasing that in, in his career and with his family and with friends and, and everything. And, you know, was able to see he had to, he didn't have to prove that so much anymore, you know, that he could feel that value for himself and come and offer value instead of trying to have other people validate him. You know, validate's a good word because it's like trying to get your value from other people versus coming in, knowing you have value and trying to share that with others, Just super powerful. Um, it was really, uh, moving and, you know, really a spiritual experience. So what does it really mean to be a man? So a <laughs> little off topic, but whenever I see manly, it reminds me of uh, Rocky, the movie Rocky, where he's on this commercial and he's supposed to say that something, this cologne makes him smell manly, but he keeps saying, it makes me smell mainly. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what does it mean to be a man? And so there are a lot of opinions out there. You know, we look at movies, we look at TV shows, you know, is it being like one of these spy guys that goes around shooting people? Is it, you know, James Bond who's sleeping around with a bunch of other women? You know, it's in the movies, it's, it's in TV. It's kind of hard to find a, an example of the type of man that we really want to be. It, sometimes in business, we can find them, but a lot of times like their personal life isn't that strong. So, you know, it, it's something I've been trying to figure out my whole life. And then I'm continuing to learn and grow into what does it mean to be a man and a strong man? So I've been, like I said, going through the scriptures, trying to find examples of real manhood. And been going through the Book of Mormon. If you're not familiar, uh, if you're not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you're not familiar. It's a, a book we use, a book of scripture. Uh, so I'm really honing in on Nephi versus Laman and Lemuel. Okay, so Nephi being an example of real manhood, Laman and Lemuel being examples of the type of man you don't really want to be. <laughs> so one of the first things that that I was picking up in here was faith versus fear. So a real man, he's faithful. Now, if you're not a religious person, that doesn't have to necessarily be faith in God. You know, faith is a principle of, you know, seeing something and, you know, believing it's possible and then working towards that. Okay. So, you know, if as Nephi, you know, he's a religious man, so his belief in God led him towards actions to follow him. But that's the thing, you know, faith, it's a principle of action. So you believe that something's possible and then you work towards it. Right, versus having fear, meaning, oh, you know, that's not possible. We can't do that. Something bad's going to happen. You know, that kind of thing. So Nephi, Laman, and Lemuel. So their their dad, his name is Lehi. He was asked to leave Jerusalem. You know, he's a pretty wealthy guy. He was asked to leave there because Jerusalem was going to be destroyed. And in fact, you know, was destroyed historically. So 
they had to leave a bunch of their riches. And then, you know, their dad says, Hey guys, we need to go back and get uh, scriptures, basically plates from a guy named Laban. So you can imagine you know, that wouldn't be a very fun thing to think about, right? You left all your, your home and your, your money and the place going to be destroyed. People don't like you. They chased Lehi out and you're asked to go back. It would be hard. Okay. And so uh, we'll look at Nephi's response first. So here's what Nephi says. Nephi says, I will go and do the things that the Lord hath commanded. For I know that the Lord giveth no commandment unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he commanded them. In other words, okay, I'm going to go do it. Like I'm going to commit to it. It's going to happen because I know God will help me accomplish that. So if you're a man, of, if you're a man who believes in God, a man of faith, like this is a, such a great statement saying, look, God's asked me to do these things. If I go and try to do them, God will help me accomplish it. He's going to put a, something in place for me to, to get it done. Okay. And that feels strong. It feels solid. Okay. A big thing here, right, is committing and acting without knowing every detail of the how. And we'll get into that a little bit more later. But so Nephi could have said, well, okay, but how are we going to do it? Tell me exactly how we're going to do it. And then not have acted until he knew that. Instead, he said, yeah, let's do it. I'm in. You know, God's going to help me figure it out. I'm going to put my best in. God will help me figure the rest out. It's like that with, you know, with your family, with your business. If you can commit to the result without knowing exactly how, you know, that's faith. Versus Laman and Lemuel just said, it's a hard thing. And they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to get started. Maybe they wanted to know some, a lot of the details before they took any action towards it. Okay. Another statement from them was, uh, you know, how is it possible that the Lord will deliver Laban into our hands? So um, this is this question, like, how is it possible, right? How is that going to happen? How could that possibly happen? Again, it's fearful. It's not making that commitment to act without knowing all the details. They want to know all the details first, and then maybe they would act, but probably they still wouldn't. <laughs> I know a lot of times I fall into that, right? I want to know all the, the how before I just make a commitment. Yeah, we're going to do it. We'll figure it out as we go, okay? That's more a stance of faith, and that's more manly, okay, more strong. So next big one, persistence versus giving up. <laughs> So they go and they try to get these plates. It, it, they have a rough go of it. So they, they go, they approach Laban. Laban chases, you know, the first guy away. Uh, they go back. They bring all of their stuff that they had, all their money, all their riches. They give it to Laban. He takes all their stuff, chases them out again. Okay. So at this point, you know, his brothers were wanting to give up. Okay. They wanted to leave after the first one, but then imagine that you take all your stuff and it gets all taken. Yeah, they're really upset. They start actually beating up, you know, Nephi and his other brother, Sam, because, you know, they're so upset, you know, and they want to give up. But here's Nephi's response. So Nephi says, as the Lord liveth and as we live, we will not go unto our father in the wilderness. Or in other words, we will not give up. We won't leave until we have accomplished the thing which the Lord hath commanded us. Man, that's strong. That's powerful. One of my favorite scriptures. As the Lord liveth and as we live, we will not go down into our Father until we have accomplished the thing which the Lord hath commanded us. We will not give up until this is done. Man, powerful, strong. Okay? So persistence, that's how we want to be. Guys that, again, going back to that faith, right? We make the commitment to the result. We may not know how, but we just keep going until it happens. Okay? Whether that's in business, in your marriage, with your kids. Right. We have the faith to say, 
to make the commitment and know it's going to happen. And then the persistence to keep pushing until it gets done. Okay. Manly, strong versus being fearful. Oh, I need to know what I need to know what to do. I need to know every step. And then when it doesn't go the way that we want, just saying, well, I guess that wasn't meant to be right. Okay. That's the difference. So this is a great quote from, uh, from Calvin Coolidge. He says, nothing in this world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. The slogan press on has solved and always will solve the problems of the human race. Powerful, great quote. Okay, here's another one you might not always think about, but a strong, manly man asks for help versus one that doesn't, does not. So in, in these scriptures, so Nephi, he goes in, you know, this third time. So he's, he's tried first to just kind of ask for the plates. They got chased out. He tried to buy the plates. Basically he gets chased out the third time he goes in and he just says, okay, here we go. I'm going to be led by the spirit not knowing beforehand what I should do. Otherwise I'm going to, you know, kind of trust God on this when I've done everything I can think of. Now I'm just going to walk in there again, talking about faith, right. And commitment to the result, you know, allowing God to guide him. So definitely, you know, he's asking for help there. He frequently was praying, you know, throughout here for better understanding. So, you know, when his dad said, Hey, time to go, you know, he didn't just say, okay, here we go. You know, he asked for, for help to understand that and to know for himself. Another time his dad had a dream and then Nephi prayed to understand it himself. I can imagine he had his struggles too, but he, you know, the difference was he asked for help to get through those versus his brothers didn't. He asked his dad for guidance too. You know, when uh, he broke his bow in the wilderness, he went and he, and he uh, asked his dad where they should go to hunt. So, you know, he was always on the lookout for people that could help him, you know, accomplish things that he wanted to. Where Lane and Lemuel, they're never asking for help. They just don't. <laughs> they assume that they already know, or they assume that the Lord or God won't help them. You know, in one of the scriptures, uh, they say the Lord makes no such thing known unto us. In other words, they didn't even want to try. Right? They didn't want to try. They didn't want to ask for help. For to me, this is the difference between being humble and being prideful. Now, a lot of popular things will say, no, no, a man is proud, right? Uh, he's not humble, right? He's, he's just proud. So, but pride in the sense of, you know, being strong and being proud of like who you are because you're a man of integrity. I think that's great. What I'm talking about here is the pride of thinking, you know, it all thinking you don't need help, you know, that, uh, will get you in trouble. And that's not actually that strong. It's actually weak because you, again, think, you know, it all. So you, now you put a limit on how much you can grow. All of these have to do with growing, right? The strong man's always growing versus a weak man is not. Okay. So humility to me, a great way to define it is just a willingness to learn, a willingness, uh, openness to learning from other people. Because when you do that now, wow, you're, um, sky's the limit for what you can accomplish. So Andrew Carnegie, one of the, you know, big, uh, the guys that brought steel, industrialized steel in the, um, 
early days of the country. Yeah, I was looking it up. His net worth in, inflated or like inflation adjusted net worth would be like $310 billion. <laughs> so pretty wealthy guy. Here's what he put on his tombstone. He said, here lies a man who knew how to enlist in his service better men than himself. This guy was, this was a humble guy. He was, he realized he had limitations and that other people could help him. And he asked for help as he needed it. So a great business icon there who really exemplified humility, right? A willingness to learn, a willingness to ask, ask for help. All right. So gratitude and action versus complaining and victimhood. So Lehman and Lemuel, they were constantly complaining about their situation. So they, and again, it's, it's tough. They were in this pretty wealthy area. It's like, I, I talked to my kids and you know, we live in a, a very nice area. And I say, you know, this would be like us having to move from here and just like go live in the desert. That would be hard. I can understand why Lehman and Lemuel would be complaining about it. Okay. But they never quite let that go. <laughs> they never quite stopped complaining about it. You know, they, they blame their dad. Oh, you know, dad, he had these visions. He's an idiot. You know, they blame God. Why would God do this? Uh, they blame their brother, Nephi. Okay. Basically, they just blamed anyone that came around for their own misery. The thing is, too, so eventually, you know, they get through the wilderness and they end up in, in the promised land, a much better place. Okay. So it'd be like moving from a shack into a mansion. But even once they got there, right? They still complained, right? They still found a reason to complain. You know, they're saying I should be the leader and not Nephi, you know, we're the older brothers, you know, we should be the ones in charge. Here's what I really want you guys to see clearly. They were never satisfied because they were constantly trying to have their situation change for them to feel better. Let me say that again. They wanted their situation to change so that they could feel better. So where are we going around in our lives thinking, oh, you know, if, if my wife would just do this, I could feel better. Oh, if my boss would just, you know, give me that raise, I would feel better. If, you know, my kids would get along with each other better. If, you know, I just had more money, you know, I'd finally feel better. Okay. How often are we doing that where we're trying to change the situation so that we can feel better? Okay. That's victimhood. That's saying, yeah, like things have to change and then I can finally enjoy my life. To me, that's the definition of victimhood is being defined by your situation. Nephi, on the other hand, he found reasons to be grateful. You know, that he was safe, that they were on their way to a better land, that God was watching over them. You know, he was constantly looking for um, things to be grateful for versus things to complain about. Okay, same situation, again, exact same situation. They were both sent out there. They were both in the wilderness. They both had these same troubles with Laban trying to get the plates. But, you know, their response was so different. Okay. The way that what I teach and believe very strongly is it's there, it's our thoughts, right? What we believe, what we choose to believe. Again, going back to faith, we can choose what we believe. Okay. It's an action. It's a, it's um it really is an action to what we choose to believe. Okay, so Nephi chose that. So this is one of the best examples, I think, of this, you know, action versus victimhood mindset. So Nephi at one point gets tied up by his brothers. He gets tied up a few times, but he, so he's tied up and he says a prayer. So if you were going to say a prayer and you were tied up, what would you maybe ask for? 
So a lot of us would probably ask for just the, you know, for them to be the, the rope to break, right. Or, you know, for a lion to come and eat Laman and Lemuel, (laughs) something like that, something that will change our situation. But what Nephi prays for is the strength to break the bonds. So in other words, he asked to change himself. He asked for strength for himself instead of asking for his situation to change. So such a good example, right? Of a, not a victim at all of saying, okay, like here's the situation. How can I change myself instead of how can the situation change? Okay, powerful. See, and then he thanked God, right? So he could have been very upset. Like, come on, you know, I'm trying to do everything right here. My brother's tying me up. You know, we're in the wilderness, like, what's going on here? Instead, he, he prays God. He thanked God. Oh yes, I'm free. Thank you for blessing me with that strength. Right? Again, gratitude versus complaining victimhood. So as you go, you know, if you read through it, you know, whether you're a member of the church of Jesus Christ, Flattery Saints or not, you know, it's a, it's online, the book of Mormon. Great read. It's, this would be like the first, probably like six or seven well if you go like all the way through first nephi you'll see these these guys and these characters and they're really just a good study in the type of man you want to be which is like lehi and nephi and the type of man you don't want to be which is layman and lemuel <laughs> so a few other things hardworking versus lazy so uh nephi is asked to build a ship and he just goes to work right coming back to the idea of faith yeah i can do it he didn't know all the how exactly but he trusted god would guide him that he could figure it out Okay. Versus lazy. His brothers didn't want anything to do with it. In fact, they made fun of him. You know, they said he could never do it. Okay. A student of the scriptures or, or learning, right? Nephi, he was very into it. He knew the scriptures well uh, versus not. Also like Nephi it was a builder, right? He built things, um, built the ship. When they got to the promised land, he was building things versus, you know, his brothers were not doing any of that. <laughs> they didn't try to learn. Okay. So a good man, a strong man, he's constantly on the lookout to improve himself versus, you know, just kind of content with where he is and kind of drag other people's down, dragging other people down. Okay. Kept a record versus didn't. So Nephi, you know, he was writing things down. He was basically journaling versus his brothers never did. A really, I think, important concept is that Nephi, he actually wasn't trying to really lead his brothers. He was just trying to follow God, but he ended up being a leader because of that. Okay. He was able to feel that strength and power and get his family to a good place because he was following God versus his brothers tried to take a leadership position just based on their, that they were the older brother. So it should be them. Okay. So Stephen Covey calls this borrowing from position power. Okay. So in your leadership, are you just saying, well, I'm the dad, so you need to do what I say, or I'm the boss, so you need to do what I say, or are you trying to follow a God? Or if you don't believe in God, you know, are you trying to be the best person you can be and then inviting people to come along with you? Okay. That's what a strong leader is. Or are you saying, well, I'm the boss, so you better do what I say. Okay. Cause that's not as strong, right? That's really a weak position. All right, guys. So summary and a manhood check for you. <laughs> So faith versus fear. I want you to really think about where am I fearful of committing to a result that I want before knowing all the how. Okay. So in work, are there places where you're doing that? You're saying, oh, you know, maybe I want this promotion or maybe I want to start this business, but I just don't know how yet versus saying, look, I'm going to do it and I'll figure it out as I go. Okay. At home with your kids, with your church calling, 
right? Are there places where, you know, you want to commit to a, a big result and figure it out as you go, you know, versus saying, oh, I just don't know how. Okay, persistence versus giving up. What important goals have I stopped trying to accomplish? What do I need to revisit? You know, where are those things where I can, again, commit to that result, have that faith, and then keep going until I get there. Asking for help versus not. Okay, where am I having trouble and where do I need to ask for help that I'm not because I'm, I'm feeling prideful about that? Again, a strong man does ask for help. That Andrew Carnegie, Carnegie quote is a great one. Okay, gratitude in action versus complaining and victimhood. Okay, this I think is one of the biggest takeaways I want for you guys today is where is it that I'm looking for circumstances to change in my life okay, so that I can finally be happy or you know, uh, enjoy my life or whatever versus you know, looking at how I can change myself. So I'll give you an example in, in my life right now. So my daughter is having a hard time uh, sleeping at night. She's scared at night. And, you know, I'm definitely more in this uh, complaining mindset about that, right? Like, man, she could just fall asleep. Finally, the rest of us could fall asleep. And, you know, that just needs to change. Um, so my wife and I had a discussion last night and, you know, I was able to, to see much more clearly that, you know, I needed to change. I needed to change my approach. I needed to change how I was thinking about it. Really see, you know, that fear and try to put myself in her shoes more and, you know, be there for her. Um, and that eventually would help her, you know, again, looking at how can I follow God more to be a leader? You know, how would Jesus treat her in this situation? He definitely wouldn't be saying, you know, go to bed, you know, get over this, deal with it, which is basically what I was doing. <laughs> so, you know, I had to have to adjust. All right, guys. So we're going to keep doing things like this, uh, you know, really looking at how we're going to be stronger men and looking at, at good examples because they're kind of hard to find um, in the general media or whatnot. So we're going to find good examples and kind of look at them for type of men that we want to be, you know, create, become strong men, create strong marriages and create a better world through stronger families. All right, men, stay strong. We'll see you next episode. Hey, if you're ready to become the strongest and most attractive version of yourself, and create the best relationship you have ever had with yourself, your wife, and your children in 90 days or less, come join us in the Strongman System. I guarantee you'll have the best relationship you have ever had with your wife in 90 days or less or your money back. Visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how, and I'll see you there.